from New York, it's Ask an Engineer. Hi everybody and welcome to Ask an Engineer, the all live, all engineer weekly show that we broadcast live from Datafoot Factory every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. It's me, Lady Ada. I'm the engineer. And today, there's only one engineer. It's me. We've had many guests uh, the last couple of weeks. Yeah. but Next uh, week is a guest. Last week is a guest. Last week is a guest. But just for now, you can deal with me. That's okay. With me is Mr. Lady Ada, uh, who's also secretly an engineer, but uh, is on camera control. And uh, again, we're broadcasting live from the Adafruit factory, which is behind us. That's where we do all of our testing, shipping, manufacturing, kitting, coating of the electronic goodies that you love to make glowy stuff with and sensing stuff with and IoT stuff with and all other stuff. Uh, we got a jam-packed show with all sorts of news. Won't be running as long as last week, but we're going to cover a whole bunch of stuff going on in the maker community. New products, videos, new guides coming soon and more. We'll even give some stuff away at the end. We will Tell them what's on tonight's show, Mr. Lady Ada. On tonight's show, the code is TINYUSB. 10% off in the Adafruit store all the way up to 11.59 p.m. Eastern time. Or when I remember to turn off the code, it's TINYUSB. It's 10% off everything except for gift certificates, Adabox, and Codecademy classes. It supports us, an open source hardware company here in New York City. We have a factory, we have people, we pay them. Your purchases help us keep this up. That money goes directly to them. It goes directly, directly. to them. Uh, Joe and Tell, people around the world showing, sharing their projects. We had a bunch of jam -packed. folks that showed their projects this week. Lady, it'll talk about their projects and more. MakeCode, we have some previews of JP's show, a MakeCode Minute, and some other fun things in the world of MakeCode. If you have a device that comes from Adafruit that has an M0 in it, um, or a circuit playground, go to MakeCode adafruit.com and try it out. One of the easiest ways to get started making stuff. A ton of Python on hardware news this week. Just about every week we go over what's happening in the world of Python on hardware from microcontrollers to sewing machines. All of it might be running Python. We'll tell you more about that. Time travel Look around in the world of makers, hackers, artists, engineers, current events and more. Help Wanted, we have some jobs from our Adafruit Jobs board. 3D Printing, we'll show some videos from Noah and Pedro. We have some Made in New York City factory footage. We have new products. We'll answer your questions at the end of the show. We do that in Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord. Join the 13,000 people there. It's a 24-7 hackerspace. It's a good time. We have some top secret. We'll give something away, all that and more on, you guessed it. Da-da-da. Ask an engineer. Okay. Well, uh, Lady of the Code is tiny USB. Last week it was tiny ML. This week it's tiny USB. Oh, we just love tiny stuff. We'll talk about that in more. You can run tiny ML with tiny USB. You could um, double the tiny. When you put stuff in your cart, we, we have, have free stuff. We have free things, and I'm Lady is going to tell, tell you what's free. I'm going to tell them. So uh, that's right. Whenever you order stuff from the Adafruit shop, we'll give you free stuff because we love to give you free stuff. We like you as a person. You're valued and cared for, and deserve free things. $99 or more, you'll get a free Promoproto half-size breadboard. That's the uh, white PCB over there. It's about the same size and shape as a solderless breadboard. So once you're done with your project, transfer it over, solder it into the gold-plated PCB to make it permanent. One forty nine or more, we still have some badges remaining. We're giving away um, different cool sew or iron-on badges that celebrate different technologies from LEDs to robotics. Bitcoin to PHP, we get a big selection. And if you make an account, we'll make sure to send you a different one every time you place an order over $149. Uh, 
Uh, if you don't make an account, that's cool. We'll just send you a random one, which you might get two of the same one. It's possible. Uh, so make an account, and we'll, uh, we'll make sure we'll send you a different one each time. And uh, next week, we're going to have some new different freebies. So uh, if you want some badges, you know, this is the time to get them because they will probably run out. $199 or more, you'll get free UPS ground shipping. This is high-quality U.S.-based uh, shipping in the continental 48 states. And uh, it's trackable. It's insured. You're going to get it when you say you're going to get it. It's not going to get lost. We love UPS shipping. And $299 or more, you'll get a free Circuit Playground Express, our all-in-one development board that has LEDs and buttons and sensors and buzzers and capacitive touchpad. And you can program it with Arduino, with TeenyGo, with code.org, CS Discoveries, with MakeBlock, with CircuitPython, with Snack. All, basically, a ton of different languages um, are available to get your electronic project going. It's the easiest way to learn electronics or coding. We know because people send us all the time notes saying, this is the easiest way to learn electronics and coding. That's true. All that is free when you order from Aid4.com. Okay. And shipping uh, UPS Ground US, best way to go. Uh, postal, if you're willing to wait a little bit longer, it also might be a little bit cheaper. And DHL for international. We have same-day delivery in New York City. Just check out before 11 a.m. And if it's a zip code in Manhattan that we can get it to you same day, it'll tell you. Show and tell people around the world showing and sharing their projects. Lady Ada, who's on the show and tell, and what did they Ooh, share? We had a lot of people coming back for holiday break because then they're getting on the show and tell to show off the stuff they're working on. JP is back, and this week he's working on a plant tagachi. It's like a plant simulator in MakeCode Arcade that will also connect to a real physical plant. So not only is your virtual plant going to die, if you don't take care of it, your real plant is going to die. So that's kind of a fun project. Um, he's starting off showing off the user interface, reading the light sensor. And we're going to add soil sensing soon. Uh, check out JP's workshop tomorrow live as he works on this project. Erin is um, working, uh, sorry, she finished and published her Bluetooth Low Energy lanyard with NeoPixel. So it's a uh, hacker holiday time now. Everyone's going to conferences. You're going to have your badge, your cool badge life badge. Maybe you got your, your multi-pass from DEF CON. You want a cool uh, lanyard to go with it. So this lanyard uh, is Bluetooth controlled and the LED lights up and uh, makes your LED badge even blinkier. Uh, check out the guide. It's a really easy project, all in CircuitPython, and so it's easy to code up and hack and modify. And you could probably also turn your Bluetooth lanyard into a uh, Logitech mouse hijacker, because I know that project just came out. Yep. That'd be fun. Um, Melissa came by and showed off uh, some display I.O. CircuitPython code for Shields, for Arduino and Metro Shields. So we've got Metro M4 and the Grand Central. These can run fast circuit Python code, and you can use um, Displaria with them. We're updating our guides now to reflect that so that people will be able to um, use all of our shields with Displaria to get their circuit Python user interfaces going. Very exciting. Noan Pedro talked about this week's project, which is the master story of a full video. We'll show you uh, if you keep tuning in. It's a full light up sword with uh, sound effects. It's using the uh, prop maker shield when you swing it. Um, it sends little zaps out, it has sound effects, all in CircuitPython 2. It makes prop making really easy. Um, really complicated props like this, the hardest part is 3D printing them. Uh, Scott is uh, finished up uh, OLED support for display on CircuitPython. Now he's on the e-ink, so he got some e-ink demos. Um, all sorts of different display sizes and shapes uh, with, with a REPL from CircuitPython on it and uh, he's he's really excited to have more e-ink displays so we're slowly getting all display support in display.io 
and then Scott's going to move on to the next big project, which is exciting. And speaking of next projects, Dan uh, Halbert came by. He's working on the Bluetooth core for CircuitPython and uh, had a demo showing off how to pair a CircuitPython board to uh, an iPad or iPhone, iOS, and it can read the time service. So this is very exciting because you can pair with an uh, Apple device and then you can have notifications sent from, um, it sets kind of how the Apple Watch works, right? You get like, oh, you have an email or text message, you can send notifications back and forth. So we're getting that for CircuitPython, which is cool. And Mike B um, has a Pi Badge DIY guide, very basic. You have a Pi Badge, you want to learn how to customize it with MakeCode. It's a step-by-step -step guide for even the biggest beginner on how to get that working. We also had some people from the community. We had uh, Jay come by and um, he showed off a cool um, controllable glove with bend sensors and an Arduino Pro Micro and a six-off sensor. And you can use it for making user interfaces so you can control your computer, pinch and zoom using your hands. It's kind of like minority report type interfaces, but just with your glove or you said giant mnemonic. It's very cyber. Um, and next up, he's gonna work on getting it to work with Bluetooth. So that's also pretty exciting for wireless glove control with gestures and motions. Uh, Christoph uh, also came by, first timer, uh, with 3D models and mini robots made with ATtiny microcontrollers and LEDs. These are little half-life game models. Um, they're really adorable, very detailed, decorated models that light up and um, interact, but they're, they're meant to be like little game models. Um, very beautiful and intricate demos. Uh, Danon um, came by, didn't like uh, his old 3D printer, so he got a Prusa 3D, he's putting it together. So that, that'll be cool, people like the Prusa 3Ds. And Orlando is working on the smartwatch, the heart rate and pulse sensing watch, and showed off um, the Max 54-1X Digipot that they're using to do automatic gain control for the heart rate sensing, um, for the pulse sensing. And uh, this is the potentiometer they really like, they wrote a driver for it. And he even put it up on GitHub so other people could use his Digipot. How wonderful is Orlando? Nicest guy around. Yeah, also, that's the PhD project. So I expect lots of show and tell visits because there's nothing better than procrastination. If you, you don't want to, if you got to work on it or you don't want to work on it, we're here. Come on the show and tell. We got Come on by. Could do learn guides we'll instead make of, you feel good about it. Could do it. learn guides instead of working on that PhD. We got plenty of things for you to or do. Or you could do learn guide and include it in your PhD. Yeah. All participants on the show and tell get an as seen on the show and tell sticker. Some might even get their PhD. Um, we'll send you a PhD. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, yeah. It's a sticker that says PhD. Yeah, it's fine. And uh, we do the show and tell every week, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. So maybe we'll see you next week. If you're a kid and you were on the show, just uh, make sure a guardian-like entity emails us to get your sticker. It's part of our Adafruit Live Series shows. Uh, JP is doing his show tomorrow, 4 p.m., here is a preview of what JP is going to show on the show tomorrow. Plant the Yeah. That you were talking about yes, this kid drew this cool plant. And it's reading light sensing, moisture sensing. So it's like a Tamagotchi, but it's going to be real. It's going to be connected to that yeah. plant. Cool. So let's look at some make code stuff so time for make code minute jp's back so i have a couple things before you do to make code minute though first up um this is a little bit of a recap from last week so i just want to show a few seconds of this, this is yeah. pygamer running make code 
really neat user interface. You hover over and it'll change the color. Yes. Of. So Make Cut Arcade is good for making games, but it can also be used for making user interfaces, which is really interesting. And it makes it really easy, thanks to a lot of the built-in yeah. stuff in Make Cut Arcade. guide. This is how to make a badge using make code. We'll talk about that once we get to the guide section. And um, make code minute time. Make code minute. Take away JP. Yay. For the make code minute today, what I wanted to show is how you can set up a debugging control in a make code sketch that you're building for, in this case, Circuit Playground Express. Um, so if you look at my code here, what you're going to see is I have on start, I create a variable called debug and I set it to true with this Boolean. And then I set up the switch on the Circuit Playground Express. So when I move it left, debug is set to true. When I move it right, debug is set to false. And then the way I'm using this is when you're testing code, let's say you want to lower the volume and stop all the blinking lights because those are bugging you. And you know you're going to use them in the end, but uh, you want to keep the code in there, just not always bugging you. Well, that's how this debug works. If I uh, check out this forever loop, it says if debug is false, then we're going to show the animation. Uh, and then when I press the button, if debug is false, the volume is going to be really loud, set to 255. When the debug is on, I'm going to set the volume down really low to 8, and then I play a sound. So if I bring uh, my actual Circuit Playground Express in, uh, you'll hear, okay, first of all, you see there's no blinking lights. I'm going to flip the switch. This takes it out of debug mode, and now when I press the button, I get a loud sound. When I go to debug mode, I'm not seeing all those blinking lights, and I get a much quieter beep. So that is how you can set up a debug mode inside of Make Code for your Circuit Playground Express. Okie dokie, so JP Show tomorrow at 4 p.m. And we also have a new segment that's in JP Show, which that's is right. uh, Game of the Week. So yes. tune into that. All right, let's. Uh, get to some Python on hardware. It's time for that blinka, 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 blinka. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Okay, first up, Python Python Python. it happened. It did happen, and Katni did a keynote. Ooh. And you're probably wondering, well, what did everyone think of the keynote? I'm sure they loved it. They did. So we have this in our newsletter, and I just wanted to read one of the, the, the bits of uh, tweeting. And mm -hmm. this is from Carol. But all the all the tweets were pretty much like this. Every community should be lucky to have someone as caring and inspiring as Katni. I'm so glad that you're part of the Python, Circuit Python, an open learning community at Adafruit. That's so kind. And uh, Katni was the one who came up with code plus community equals mm -hmm. Circuit Python. So if and when there is a video of the keynote, we'll post it up, but uh, also check out our weekly newsletter. Big news, Circuit Python snakes its way to SM. 
That's TM32. TM32. That's right. We are. We did our first we, pull request that's right. for the STM32. I mean, it might not be this exact board. I don't. I don't know what it exactly. It probably won't be. But this yeah, is the but photo it's here. the STM32F. <laughs> Four series. We've added. We started adding support. Right now, it's just UART, yeah, REPL, digital I/O. But we will be. Yes, I think the F11. So it was the other one, not this one, but the previous one. And um, we're going to start adding all the peripherals. We're going to add USB. We have TNA USB support for the STM32 F4 coming along. So um, we want to support some of the most popular boards out there that are using the STM32 F series. Yeah. So we may not have the most fully featured. Uh, release out, but we will at least get the basics going in the there. next month. We will have Circuit Python on every chip, everywhere possible. Next week, 8-8-2019 is Circuit Python Day. We have a bunch of stuff planned. There's also a bunch of stuff going on on planet Earth. Yes. Uh, NYC Resistor. This Saturday, August 3rd, getting started programming with microcontrollers with Circuit Python. Brent's going to be doing this. It's Saturday, August 3rd, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Check that out. In India, there's going to be getting started with Circuit Python, uh, show and tell, cake cutting, cake. hackathon. It's at the Delhi Technical University for Women. There's also other events that are coming up. This is a project specifically um, from that group, uh, light painting that they're going to be doing during that event for Circuit Python Day. Looks cool. And uh, we'll have some special giveaways and more. Uh, t stay tuned to the blog and Twitter and Instagram this and is the YouTube. First First annual. Yeah, we're gonna do one every year. We're gonna do one every year, but we're we're starting small. Caitlin's dad already jumped on the the Circuit Python. They're like, be a Pyborg. So this is a wearable cool. Circuit Python powered Borg-like entity. Yeah. Other news in Magpie. Maker Melissa has a super great article, and it's all about controlling servos with Circuit Python. And Raspberry Pi. Yeah, this is part of our Blink initiative to get all of our Circuit Python drivers running on single Linux, single board Linux computers. We have, I think, like 20 different single board Linux computers yep. currently supported, and every week new ones come out, and we're going to get them, and we're going to get them working. Some Circuit Python in the news. Um, Hackspace Magazine they did a review of Circuit Python 4.1. It's super fast, and they also posted their uh, testing suite, their benchmarking. And normally we don't care about that, but since it's 10 out of 10 and it's super fast, um, we're not going to say no. I'm not going to. I'm not going to turn down awesome, turn down. fast, speedy coverage about our stuff. So check that out. Both Magpie and Hackspace are available download for free, but you can also subscribe. If you subscribe to Hackspace Magazine, you get a Circuit Playground Express. Did a. Uh, we're going to talk about this a little bit later. We have STEM and SEMQT. How to connect up all these sensors with. Arduino, with CircuitPython, with Linux. Um, easiest way possible, we'll go into uh, that a little bit later in the show. CircuitPython snakes its way to SNEC. Um, SNEC is a uh, Python-like language, and not only do we have it in circuitpython.org slash downloads, but we have um, some coverage on our newsletter and on our blog. Um, it is one of the latest boards supported by CircuitPython, too. Yep. So you can use SNEC or you can use CircuitPython. Over on GitHub, if you're curious about the roadmap for the next set of features in MicroPython, which is what CircuitPython comes from, um, you can check it out and you can see what Damien, the creator, and some of the core developers are thinking about doing. It's on GitHub. Now's the time to add your feature requests. At PyOhio, there were some people who rolled in with their own CircuitPython powered devices. This was Nina's demo, and this was from Daryl. So this is how many days are left of Python 
two until it is over, over, over January 21st. Come on, everybody, move to Python 3. It's, it's time. Daryl also made his own name badge using CircuitPython and Pygamer. Also in the news, um, it was a big news week here. Uh, in Hackspace Magazine, in addition to the CircuitPython article about how fast it is, there was an article about air quality monitor using Adafruit I.O. Over, I think this is in New Jersey, Coder Dojo used Turtle Graphics on a Pi Portal. And what's cool is all the same code that they use on a Chromebook that works on a device is all the same. All yeah, what's neat is that they're running Turtle, like the logo, Python logo, yep. on a Pi Portal, which is the thing in the lower right. So you see like the purple dots and the green lines, but they're coding it using Coder Dojo, which I've never seen before. Yeah, but it's I guess a blocky, it's they, a blocky editor. It's a block editor, but they added Turtle but, to it, yeah. which is neat. And this is really neat because we're seeing a convergence of all these things. And if you look over to left, uh, CircuitPython, CircuitPython Express, NeoPixel, um, Fancy LED, Adafruit Turtle. So you can code once and it runs everywhere. We'll be um, talking about that next week, CircuitPython Day. Um, also in Hackspace Magazine, Adafruit Permaproto hat. It's 10 out of 10. We have a nice trend going on here. Um, also over the weekend was the Game Devs Expo. Uh, we gave away a bunch of badges and you can follow the tweets and more. This was super cool. So thank you everyone, including Red Hat IBM who helped us sponsor. And they tweeted it and there was, it looked like a super, super fun party. Yeah. Also over on Crowd Supply, if you're interested in SAMD51 support, you can learn how the folks over at um, Robohat. Yeah, uh, Robot Masters yeah. added Circuit Python to Yeah, look, it works. Their, yeah. It's blinking, yeah, that means it works. Tell. Yes, they updated it to the M4, which is yeah. great. We and have M4 support. This is neat. You know a lot about this. So Pi... Pi Wheels. Pi Wheels. Um, they have 10 million downloads. But what, what is Pi Wheels Lady Ada? Because this is like one of the most useful things for the uh, Raspberry Pi community. Yeah. But we also track our stuff with it, too. Yes. So, so what, Pi, what is Pi Wheels? Pi Wheels. So whenever you have circuit... Sorry. Whenever you have Python code, you, you tend to distribute libraries through PyPI, which is the, the, the package indexing for um, libraries, so we have like, uh, you know, 100 or more um, libraries, sensors, devices, OLEDs, whatever, all registered through PyPI. Um, when people have to install those libraries on a Raspberry Pi, there's often some compilation steps or configuration or like things that have to get done to the code to make it ready for use with Python. And so everybody would have to go through that step, even though everyone has the same Raspberry Pi, you'd have to go through that step on each Pi. So what PyWheel does is they, they save everybody time, but they, they do all the time-consuming stuff for you. And if you're using a Raspberry Pi to download this code, it's pre-compiled, it's ready to go, and it's, it's ready to install. So they think they've saved collectively like, like hundreds of hours or even of years of time because there's just millions of people um, downloading um, Python code, and, and they get it faster, and they get it ready to go for Raspberry Pi. So just a better experience for everybody, thanks to the folks at Pywheels. Next up, we are really interested in getting HyperCard running on modern microcontrollers. On the way to that, um, there's a few things that have to happen. So we, we're working with Nicholas, who does Moo, yeah. and uh, there's a new feature that's added that'll be documented shortly, and it's how to do um, interactive fiction and Python, your own adventures. Yeah. And uh, Nicholas is looking for feedback. We're calling this PiperCard for now, but you'll be able to do HyperCard-like experiences where you use a JSON file, however, because this is, you know, 2019, and you tell the JSON file, here's where, 
the buttons, here's the images, here's all the different things you use, and then it renders on something like a Pi Portal. Or, in this case, you can use Moo, and uh, here's a little video that Nicholas posted, that this is uh, all coded in Moo, and then it would run exactly like this on a Pi Portal. So this is really cool. So this yeah, is only very, like 40 lines of code. Yeah, and it was interesting is that it's like, HyperCard is so inspiring and they used um, HyperTalk, which, which is very interesting, uh, which is very interesting programming language. But what if we use Python as the back end? And I think in this case, he's using uh, Python, um, Wix, Py no, is it Wix Python? No, QT, uh, PyQT. Yeah. Also, Moo, the, 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 the latest one uh, supports Flask. So yeah. This is getting really interesting because the thing that HyperCard was missing was the internet because there wasn't the internet. That's right. The, the one thing they didn't have was there was no good internet support. And yeah. there's also like no, like Python is so rich. Yeah. You, know, you can play videos and you can they, like. They say batteries included data, sometimes. Batteries included. You yeah. can have even Turtle running in it. So yeah. I think it's, it's interesting because he's like, hey, we've got this language that isn't, that like, it's a scripting language like HyperTalk. And what if we use that as the basis um, for a HyperCard-like experience? Because yeah. HyperCard, I was writing HyperCard games when I was in grade school, and if I, you know, I was not a great coder then, but I was able to stitch together and make games. It was so cool, and there's nothing quite like it. That's right. So what we hope is there's, there'll be a whole new generation of uh, young people um, or people who want to get into computer programming and they'll have a hypercard-like experience. And for us old-timers, we know what that means. Oh, a hypercard-like experience? Oh, wow, that was super fun. I spent more time making the things I wanted to I make. I think like now we have a glitch. We have things that are similar online, but I think it still is fun to make something that's portable, you know, yeah. like something for, for a, a self-enclosed um, electronic yeah. device. I, I think when you're using computers, they kind of do too much. You do taxes on them. You get terrible emails. It's work-related or something. Yeah. You don't have the fun time as much. Where Can you imagine like, if there was HyperCard for iOS? Oh my God, wouldn't that be amazing? Well, we'll talk about some of our iOS work, but yeah. we're getting really close. Like all these pieces are converging. Yeah. Um, in fact, we even will talk about a, a video um, that Andy Hertzfeld posted. Yeah. Over the weekend. It's, it's all, a YouTube account. It's all. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Anyways. It's all HyperTalk all okay. the time. So, uh, so anyways, what that's else? coming up. Um, that's it. That's our. That's our. I just wanted to focus on those things. That's our news for the week for Python on hardware. Uh, check out Adafruit Daily. We send out this newsletter every week. We have it on our blog. This is also a standalone video. There's a lot going on. Um, keep Thanks, up, Blinka. Keep up if you can. Um, Blinka, Blinka, Blinka. Time travel. We're gonna look around in the world of makers, hackers, artists, and engineers. This is what it, this is what I wanted to show. So Andy Hertzfeld, one of the people who basically like made the Macintosh. Yeah. Um, is now active on YouTube. So we just saw a movie recently called General Magic, and it was about a like post Apple startup. And they made this device, this operating system, Magic App. Beautiful, never really beautiful. Didn't really, didn't really Amazing. work out. That's the whole point Expensive. of the movie. Um, but uh, a lot of the technologies did. And then these people came from Apple, and they also worked on so many graphics. So I just wanted to um, show one little snippet. So Andy Hirschfeld just posted this on YouTube, and it's a little mini documentary about like how Apple was doing things. This is when they were all at Apple. But this is what I like the most about this particular documentary because they had the Apple pirate flag waving. Yeah when they were like at war with IBM. So here's, here's just a nine second snippet. Apple's response to the IBM threat was the Macintosh. This Jolly Roger actually flew above the project building, which was isolated from the rest of the company. And Susan Kerr designed that, uh, as well as all the icons and a, a lot of the graphics. And I think she's currently at Pinterest. It's amazing. 
Okay. Yep, she's a licensed designer there. Next up. Uh, congratulations, Lady Ada. You are one of Crane's 2019 Notable Women in Tech. Yay. Yeah. Good work. <laughs> Next up. Moving along. Uh, we had a whole video about what is STEMA, what is STEMA QT, what is DF Robot Gravity, what is Seed Studios Grove, what is Spark Fun Quick, and how do all these things work together? Or better, how could they work together? And so uh, you'll talk about this guide in a little bit. However, mm. what's, the, what's the big takeaway from this? Because STEMA is something, we've been working on this for like three-ish years or so. What's the big, Sadly, even longer than that, but, even it, longer, it, but it wasn't even announced. But, but yeah. what's the big takeaway? Because there's lots of different plug-in standards. Think, I think what, I, what I've kind of decided is that I agree with SparkFun that small sensors should be plug-and-play with I2C. And I2C is kind of the standard that we should all just agree on, make everything I2C compatible, and, um, and just use you know, address un uniqueness to identify and differentiate devices and if you need to plug in multiple things have address jumpers or just say hey you can't um, and st we've had semi connectors on our boards for quite a while they just they I like the JST connectors for plugging in and um, attaching sensors or breadboarding and basically if, if you have a, a development board that isn't breadboard friendly how do you connect things to it and so we've had stemma connectors for a bit but I really liked the um, idea of having all of our breakout boards have these little plug-and-play connectors too. I was, you know, when I started doing Stemma many years ago, I was thinking it would be like, oh, it would be wearable maybe, it would have alligator clips. But actually, alligator clips turned out not to work as well as I thought. So I've, I've kind of decided, okay, I'm just going to make stuff that's quick compatible. Um, the only difference is I have level shifting and regulators on all my boards because I'm, I'm just like that. I'm kind of paranoid. Um, but it's interoperable, and um, so as we do more sensors and devices, I'll be making them quick compatible. Yeah. So every Sunday we'll probably have a STEMA Sunday yeah. video because we have we'll have a new board. When we started doing feather wings, we did a wing a week for a while, and yeah, we'll probably we had have one year, one one week every week we had a new feather wing, and yeah. that's how we got that started. Yeah. So we'll have we'll have plenty of STEMA boards. For everyone and again our goal is to be the most compatible so you don't have to worry about like what works with what yeah stemma can kind of work with everything yeah okay um next up we did a machine learning monday video this week. yes so um i'm only gonna go over this briefly because we have a top secret thing and yeah. it has it's machine learning yeah. related yeah um but if you like use some arduino and you like tensorflow light for microcontrollers check out the article in IEEE Spectrum, Big Inc. that you wrote yeah. about machine learning on the edge. Yes. On the edge. Because people have been watching, you know, we've been doing a little bit of machine learning, TDML, yeah. um, stuff we had Pete Ward on last week. And I think it's very early, but that also makes it kind of exciting. You know, what what can, TD, I mean, we're not making any promises. I'm not, this, this doesn't do a lot yet right now, just basic, does basic voice recognition. But I think it does have applications that could be used in microcontrollers. And what I like is that, Yes, there are speech recognition chips out there, and there's, you know, OpenMV. Um, I'm not saying those are not existing machine learning or machine vision projects, but the idea of general purpose uh, machine learning, I think, could be kind of neat, right? No matter what it is that you're trying to sense, um, you could find patterns, train them, and then uh, infer them on the edge. So it, it's, it's not just like, yes, you can do individual things sensing. You know, we can do tilt recognition and gesture recognition, 
but having a general purpose recognition engine for data yeah. um, could be kind of neat because then you wouldn't have to be an expert in how to do different transforms we're, and categorizations. Yeah, we're going at machine learning in a typical Adafruit way, which is completely different than everyone else. So we wanted to have the best demo that really showed this stuff. And we also wanted to make it so the first five minutes you can do something. So we, we abstracted a lot of the stuff. So you can use these TensorFlow light models. So you plug in our device, this TensorFlow enabled device, and it shows up as a USB drive. And let's say if you want it to listen to yes or no. So here's yes, it does something, and here's no. You just drag the yes, no file over, look at the JSON file, make sure it's just a text file, and you just say, hey, I got the yes, no TensorFlow light model in there, and here's the two words I want you to listen for, yes, no. And that all just works. You don't even need to open an IDE. Yeah. Then if you want to do a lot of stuff, you can. But this is like that golden five minutes of like, does this actually compete with all the different things I can do with my life this moment? Yeah. <laughs> and so um, anyways, this is, uh, this is one of our demos. And we think it's the best example of what's possible right now on little tiny microcontrollers on the edge with TensorFlow Lite machine learning AI. So we'll talk about that later. Speaking okay. of tiny things, and speaking of our code, um, I don't know what logo we're going to use yet, but tiny USB is a thing. And what is tiny USB? You're probably like, there's so much tiny. There's so much tiny out there. Tiny, yeah. Do you want me to say it? Well, we did we did a video where we show all of this. This so, is the web USB demo. So, yeah. So the, the the recap is tiny USB gives you a lot of different things when you use it. You get CDC, web yep. USB now, yep. mass storage, yep. um, HID. Yep. You get both. Um, uh, Host and peripheral. Yeah. Um, we have. Um, I'm trying to think what else. And this is something. If you're doing microcontrollers, add this. USB bootloader. You don't want to build all this. No. Every every microcontroller has its own USB stack, yeah. and it and it this stacks. This is completely open source. And they don't let you share it. You can only use a stack with that one computer, and so everybody ends up kind of redoing their stacks over and over again. And what we want to do is have one open stack that could support multiple chips and have every kind of peripheral you would want, and you can mix and match them, so you can right. have mass storage plus web USB. You can have CDC plus HID. You can have like any combo that you want um, and have it all be dynamically generated. And you know, Arduino can do some of these things and CircuitPython right now can do some of these things, but we wanted to have a, a very general purpose stack that can do everything and then projects can use it. So for example, MicroPython, they added SAMD support recently. They're using teeny USB. Yeah. Um, people who are working on the ICE40 FPGA uh, cores, they're yeah. also going to be using yeah. um, and, and, USB. and like all Adafruit stuff, we did it open source, we put it out there, we want people to adopt it, and they have it has nothing to do with Adafruit as a company No or hardware. No We actually yeah. are just, we actually are just please, tired of seeing the same struggle. Please use it. Struggle. Do you want a file system on your microcontroller? Check out TinyUSB. Yeah, do, you, do, you, do you want to use WebUSB? Use TinyUSB. Do you want all the stuff? Try, check out TinyUSB. MIDI. We, um, we have MIDI support. We have everything. So you yeah. can you can just add it, and it's very easy, and it's all abstracted, and it's it. We've support now like five or six different chipsets, um, and what's neat is ESP, Espresso, um, have have let us know that they're pretty sure they'll be able to use TinyUSB for the ESP32 S2 stack. Yep. So that that'll really help because people will immediately want to do all this stuff and use it with Arduino or use it with the IDF. We've got we've got a pure C um, stack that's ready to go. Yeah, I wanted to back up a little bit and just say uh, shout out to C Grover who has been putting Stemma's Stemma connectors on thank you on boards for six months. Thank you. Thank You're you. Ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're the future. Yeah. All right. Moving right along. Um, help wanted. <laughs> so Adafruit 
jobs board jobs at adafruit.com the jobs that are on the jobs board this week animal ear emulation wait what <laughs> arduino ide python it's uh basically uh, cool. costuming uh, okay application development bas program full-time instructor that's using arduino stuff and then fabrication for an art installation in new york city if you have skills post them up people are looking for you if you are a company who wants a cool person who knows their stuff use jobs at adafruit.com it is free we moderate them though to make sure there's not garbage not right. garbage. Open source hardware time. It's true. We are an open source hardware company. We're an open source hardware company. You have, we have and some, there's other open source hardware companies. There is. We have, but I want to talk about something that's going on in the world of open source. Okay. You ready? Yes. There's an international fight between every country now, I think. I think everybody... We're at war with the sun. Every, we're at war with friends. Um, so here's the thing. There's like Highway, it's a Chinese company, and I guess there was some issues. Maybe they can't work with ARM, or maybe they can. Well, they're, there's they're, IP theft, there's everybody talking yeah. all the time. They're banned from working with American companies, and ARM yeah. has enough American IP in it that they are no longer yeah. able Anyways, to license. Anyways, so, so this sounds terrible and all this stuff, but what's interesting is the side effect... It's opportunity cost. Yeah, there's a side effect of doing open source. So the RISC-V stuff, it's all, it's all an open core. So Alibaba announced that they're doing... Risk five stuff. Yeah. Because they probably can. Because there's no company that they have to work well, directly also, with. Well, also, people want to have generic chips. It's like they have to have an open core. I think yeah. Risk five is. People ask me, "What do you think about Risk five And I'm just like, "I think it's." Ah, I have a video. It's gonna that win. describes exactly how you think about Risk five Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is from that that <laughs> time that place where we went that one time. That's right. Risk architecture is gonna change everything. Yeah. Risk is good. They're probably wondering, why are we even talking about this? It's true. I used to be Angelina yeah. Jolie. Well, no, I was. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> I wore the dress. So uh, anyways, so you're probably wondering, why are we talking about RISC-V? So as of right now, you can go to the RISC-V uh, Foundation website. Adafruit's a member. Yay, so this is, this is Yeah, we're a silver member, and we are committed to making cool stuff with RISC-V. We want the coolest, interesting hardware we do open source hardware, open source software, open source cores are next. That's next. So yep. big news for us because we normally don't join foundations, but this one we wanted to because we wanted to bring all of our Adafruit smarts into that group and be like, hey, like here's what we do with microcontrollers. What do you all think? Who can we work with? So that's, that's our big news. Okay, uh, let's keep moving. October is open hardware month. Yay! We will post up a bunch of stuff. We do open, oh, I guess, ohm. Yeah, we will post up a bunch of stuff during the month of October, celebrating open source hardware. Okay, right, but we now... Have, we have, um, we're an open source hardware company, and we have a bunch of guides. We have, wait, sorry. Yeah, I right. wanted to go here. Okay. There we go. All right, great. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. All right, so we got a bunch of guides. So this yeah. week on the big board, we have making a name tag with Make Code Arcade by Mike B. So this is a beginner guide, so if you have a Pi badge or an event, you want to make your own name badge in Make Code Arcade. It's a very beginner guide for anybody even if you've never coded before, uh, you can make your own name tag badge. All you have to do is draw your name and then you upload it. Um, but Erin, also uh, for conference season, she made a NeoPixel badge lanyard using Bluetooth Low Energy for control. So it uses our BLE feather and NeoPixel strips and a battery. And then she has this really cool webbing to diffuse it um, to make your very own NeoPixel strip badge. We actually have kind of the code already done. We just put it in lanyard format. Um, and then you can decorate out your badge, even if it's a plain one or if it's a cool one. And she had some ideas for like you would be control 
like your friend's badge color. So if you lost them, you would get it to like blink really fast. So you could find them in the crowd. Um, we have the massive parts from this week, 3D Hangouts, the Zelda Master Sword. I requested it. Uh, you know, their kid requested it and uh, now they had to do it. So they made um, sound reactive Zelda Master Sword using the Feather M4 and the prop maker wing is the easiest way to make props. I looked at how every other props are made and I was like, there has to be a better way of doing this. And so I designed a feather wing just for making these kinds of props. It does uh, sound effects, it does motion effects, it has um, RGB driving and NeoPixel support. This will make it really easy to do very complicated, advanced props like this master sword I got here. I also did a guide this Sunday about Stemma and Stemma QT. It's a good reference guide. So if you're wondering, you know, Grove and Stemma and Quick, what are the voltages? What are the pinouts? Uh, you know, which one would I use for, uh, which ones are cross compatible? We do have a table seeing which ones are compatible with which and how to make them compatible. So check out that guide if you're using plug and play parts and you want to uh, see how to make them all work together. Um, we got from JP last week, how to make a NeoPixel controller uh, in both MakeCode and in CircuitPython, thanks to Brent for doing the um, CircuitPython version of the code, which is based on Katni's NeoPixel color picker. Uh, so again, it's interesting, not only do you have the ability to make games in MakeCode Arcade, but also user interfaces uh, such as uh, having buttons that you can click or mouse over. Uh, Melissa did a guide on how to add a new board to the CircuitPython.org website. Um, from two, last week, we had a guide from Katni on how to add a new board to CircuitPython. Once you do that, you probably want to add it to the website so you people can download firmware. It's really easy. It only takes like a half an hour, an hour. You just need uh, an image, then you make three sizes of, upload this JSON, and forever and ever, we will generate firmware for you. Um, and then we have all the guides from last week, uh, so check those out, including uh, Shark Week is this week, and we have the sound-activated shark mask Yep. Uh, made out of cardboard. Uh, it's a solderless project. It's, it's very fun uh, that we did last week. It's uh, Check that out right. if you want to shark it up this week. That's 1,938 guides, and here is a quick video from Aaron about the badge. some made in New York City factory footage. Take away your different factory.
wouldn't be Adafruit factory footage without a view outside our window. It's beautiful, clear summer days. Yeah. Weather's been great lately. All right, 3D printing. You've seen the sword. Yes. You've played the game. Now it is time to learn how to make one. That's right. I've got my master sword here. I've always wanted one. Yeah. Now right. I'm ready to, I don't know, find Koroks and okay. beat Ganon and Take it away, no, ride away to my horse. Hey folks, in this video we'll show you how to make a light up Master Sword from The Legend of Zelda. This build has motion activated sound effects and LED animations. The Adafruit Feather and Prop Maker Featherwing has everything you need to add lights and sounds. NeoPixel LEDs are fitted inside the blade. This uses the built-in accelerometer to detect swings and hits. When you swing it around, it'll shoot beams as an LED animation and play different sounds. It'll play them randomly so it doesn't sound repetitive. It also has a slow pulsing animation with an idle sound effect that loops in the background. You can make this fit your project by customizing the colors or adding different sound effects. Get the parts to build this project, links are in the description. The parts in this kit are 3D printed using translucent PLA filament. This Master Sword was originally designed by Garrett from Chaos Core Tech. The files are open to remix and feature really nice details. The parts have been modified to fit all of the electronics and available to download. The code is written in Adafruit CircuitPython which makes it excellent for beginners. You can upload code and recharge the battery with the built-in USB port. The code is nicely commented and it's easy to adjust values like the speed of the animation or the sensitivity of the accelerometer. Use the Moot Editor in Serial Console to get print statements. This makes iteration much faster so you don't have to compile your code like in Arduino. It works like a USB storage device, so you can drag and drop files right on the drive. We'll start by cleaning up the parts. A large brim helps prevent the parts from warping. We'll use sandpaper to smooth out the mating surfaces. This makes attaching the parts a bit easier. You'll want to sand these down to get nice and flush joinery. Starbond Superglue has precision tips, which allows you to apply glue with a finer control. Lay out the parts to get an idea of how they'll fit together. Applying hot glue inside of the joints can help create a stronger bond. We used acrylic paints to color the handle, but you could also use airbrushing if you have the tools and experience. You'll need to make two halves and join them together. Be sure to check out the learn guide for step-by-step -step instructions. You can follow along with the build photos to wire up the electronics. Links are in the description. To keep the circuit as slim as possible, the prop maker wing is soldered directly on top of the feather. You can put the components inside the handle to get an idea of where to place them. We can extend the USB port using DIY connectors. A small tactile switch can be used to trigger the reset button. We're using silicone covered wires to make these connections. They're both strong and flexible. 
The extra pins on the Featherwing make wiring much easier. This slide switch will power the circuit on and off. Once these are wired up, we can start mounting the components and connect the speaker. Use a 3-pin JST cable to connect the NeoPixel strips to the prop maker. We can cut the stock cable and create a Y connection for sharing power, data, and ground across two strips. Heat shrink tubing is used to insulate the exposed connections. To fully illuminate the blade, we're using two mini skinny NeoPixel strips. With everything wired up, we can test out the circuit. You want to make sure everything fits and the two halves can fully close. You want them to be flush as possible when attaching them together. So once the parts are in a good spot, we can secure them in place with hot glue. You can use a can of air duster to freeze dries the hot glue. This proved to be really handy and it makes this a quick process and really speeds up the drying. We wired up an extra button so you can add new features to the code. The speaker gets covered up so we can make some speaker holes. We used a needle and heated up the tip so that you can melt the PLA. So we made a few of them and that really makes this sound much louder. The two halves are hot glued together and the handle is tied with some paracord. If you make a tight wrap, you can secure the handle together. You can use a bit of glue to keep it tied. And there you have it, the Master Sword. So get your Link cosplay ready and make yourself one of the most iconic props ever made. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit. wasn't enough here is a Mario planter sped up. Don't forget every Wednesday 3D Hangouts with Pedro where you can learn how to make all this stuff and more. 
uh, lead data before we go over new products. Let's uh, do the code. It's tiny USB. Celebrating all sorts of stuff in the world of USB, things that are tiny, web browsers, all getting along, communicating, making friends. It also saves you 10% off in the store. It's true. Some of them are tiny USB devices. Ready? Yep. First up, we got some heating pads. New York hottest product is this heating pad. Heating pad. We've actually had a heating pad in a smaller size. This one is like five centimeters longer, and some people have asked for the larger size, so we stock it now. It's basically just the thermal wire wrapped in Kapton and you get a red and black wire and you can connect 5 to 12 volts to it, which I've done here, uh, and it gets warm. So, you know, with 5 um, five volts, it gets a little, I mean, it's a hand warmer, it's a little warm and toasty, and then 12 volts it'll get hotter, and then you'll probably want to have a feedback mechanism. You can PWM the voltage and then uh, use a temperature sensor to see what temperature you're hitting and then, you know, turn off the power when it gets too hot. Um, then it gets super warm at five volts, maybe like, you know, 100 degrees or so. Yeah, Fahrenheit. I've seen people use these in high altitude balloons so their stuff yes. doesn't freeze up. That's what it's usually used for. Well, you know, people sometimes want to make, you know, heating electronics to keep them warm in, in winter uh, or in cold environments, but it's often used for, uh, yeah, high altitude balloons or, or electronics that have to live outside and you want to keep them warm. Um, if you have enough power, it does take extra power, but you can keep everything at a safe level. So larger heating pad, and it's flexible and stuff. You can you can move it around and okay. twist it and move it. And we have the smaller size if this size is too big. Next up. We have the full rack wireless eight-channel uh, Laura hat kit. So if you want a ready-to-go rack wireless based raspberry pi laura gateway um there you know we have the things network gateway but maybe for some reason you want a raspberry pi built one um maybe you want to connect extra hardware to it or you really want to run your own uh, linux distribution this kit you will get the case the eight channel laura uh wi-fi transceiver with gps gps antenna laura 900 megahertz antenna power supply mounting screws raspberry pi uh three and all that good stuff. So you just have to put it together, which isn't too tough. You just plug stuff in, you even get an SD card, uh, put it together and you can make your very own extremely powerful, like professional grade LoRa networking gateway. Next up, we got some M5. More M5 stuff. We had the M5 stacks, now we have the M5 stick. Um, this is a really adorable little board that is ESP32 based. It has a whole bunch of stuff inside. We actually even took one apart that I can show uh, the innards for. Yeah. But it has an ESP32 inside of it, a USB serial converter with um, USB-C, and it also has battery charging. There's a 80 milliamp hour battery inside, which I'll say it doesn't run very long. So it's not for long term, you know, it doesn't run for more than like an hour or two, maybe an hour. Has a microphone, a six DOF sensor. Um, it has like infrared. LED and red LED it has a bunch of buttons. It has a color TFT display, um, and of course the ESP32, which is a Wi-Fi and Bluetooth chip. Uh, so if you have used the ESP32, um, you know it's like you know it's very powerful. You can use the Arduino and MicroPython. 
So this is a lovely little enclosure. We pulled the top off, obviously, to, to get this going. Um, let me see if the battery is dead. That might be dead. Yeah, I think I have to charge this one. But I have the um, version that has um, the full watch body. So this is basically this, but it comes also with uh, this plastic hardware. Okay. Do you want me to go to that one? Yeah. It's the same thing, but like it comes with extras. So this extras, you make a little watch out of it, comes with a watch app. It's a nice yellow color. And I've got the demo going here, just showing it has an accelerometer, it has a color display. Um, oh, you shake that and it, do, it does a dice roll. It'll dice roll, a very basic demo, one of the demos that it comes with, but it's, it's quite easy to get going. There's headers on the end. So let me show that, because it's, it's kind of neat. Um, they have headers on the end here and they're labeled with all the pins. So if you want to connect these little hats onto it, and then over here there's a Grove uh, connector as well if you would like to connect uh, cabled sensors. And this kit, the watch kit, is a little more expensive, but it comes not only with this watch hardware, um, but also these add-ons. So this, for example, is a little speaker with a Class D amplifier, and there's even, there is actually a speaker inside of here. So you plug this in. This demo doesn't have audio, but if you had a, uh, a demo that had audio output, it would come out through the speaker. Um, this is a little environmental add-on. So it has a DHT-12, which is a humidity sensor, BMP-280 barometric pressure sensor, and BMM-150, which is a magnetometer. Uh, and then inside, there's already a gyro accelerometer. So this is, you know, you add this on, and now you have uh, even more environmental sensing that you can graph or it's wireless, you can send it over Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. So I love these cute little boards. Uh, the display is really beautiful and crisp. Uh, it's like an IPS TFT. And it's you know about the same size as a feather, but it has all this stuff built in, and it's ready to go, on, off button, power button, watch strap. Uh, so great for making little portable projects with the ESP32. Okay, next up. Um, we have from Kittenbot, we ordered a bunch of stuff. Um, Kittenbot, they make such cool, cute, and creative stuff. This is a uh, MakeCode Arcade compatible board, and I love this, this the smart uh, trick that they did here is they made the bottom micro-bit compatible, so it can plug in like into any micro-bit accessories, and we even have one of their accessories. So if you have like a robotics platform that's micro-bit slotted or a Cricut, you can plug this in, and so using MicroPython or MakeCode Arcade, you can interface with additional hardware and it's just like that edge connector that you can alligator clip to so super smart and it's make code arcade compatible it's running the stm32 f01 i think uh chipset it's got light sensor temperature sensor on off switch sd card slot uh, it's got a jack deck connector q spy flash so a bunch of stuff oh it has a gyro accelerometer on it and uh it's make code arcade compatible so i think we have even a little video uh, yeah. GIF. Oh, I have the I have the overhead. Yeah, we also have some other um, accessories that go along with. You want to do all these at once? Um, no, let me show this, and then I'll show off the accessory because okay. accessories are different. It's a different product. So, this is just showing uh, you can run MakeCode Arcade. So we have that for the Pi Badge and Pi Gamer, but maybe you want it in um, this more Game Boy style enclosure. It has a lovely silicone case, and then you can pop in a LiPo battery, and it gets held in this pocket. It doesn't come with the battery. Um, but we stock them and then this is the SD slot and the um, micro USB and then this is an audio this is jack deck so that's a uh, interface protocol and then yeah right here you see that micro bit connector so the next product so but it has the TFT display so it has more than a micro bit the next thing is also from Kittenbot they have this kind of like micro bit bot so it's a little add-on 
that you can slot your micro bits into and it adds all these breakouts. It's like the servo kind of compatible pinout, but you can also just wire them to a breadboard. It has the alligator clips, has a headphone jack, has a buzzer, has a power on off switch. So it kind of adds more stuff and at a reasonable price and you get all this um, stuff to make it easy to extend your micro bit. So the micro bit just slots right in. So you can still use the buttons and the LEDs and all that good stuff, but you're getting a buzzer and then you can turn the buzzer on and off. And it has a micro USB power with switch, alligator pads, headphone jack, and then um, soldered connectors for all of the GPIO pins. So it's really easy to wire up different sensors and they're labeled very nicely on the back of this beautiful silk screen. So um, you can plug in your micro bit, of course, or oops, the other way around, your micro bit like this. Or if you have this um, meow bit, you can also plug that in and, and now you can add more hardware to your Ar MakeCode Arcade or MicroPython projects. All right, so, Good stuff from KittenBot. Do you want to? Yeah, these are just images of the case. Yeah, so that's the, that's the multiple product. Yes. Got it. Okay. Sorry, there's, there's a lot. And then the star of the show tonight, besides you, Lady Ada, and the community is? Is the Pi Ruler. Yay, we're getting, we want to release a special edition of our ruler for um, August, which is MicroPython month, and 8.8 is MicroPython day. So this is a lot like the six inch uh, engineer's ruler that we've stocked for a bit, but it's smarter and better. This one has gold plated capacitive touch pads and it's got that trinket built into the edge. So it's basically like a trinket and zero built into the ruler. And it's got four capacitive touch pads as well. In addition to, you get all the trinket stuff. This is still like all exactly like a trinket. And then the extra pins that aren't used on this chip um, turn into these four pads and they have LEDs. So let me um, grab a cable and I can show this off. So you can program it just like a trinket M0 um, in CircuitPython which it comes yeah, with. This ruler shows up as a USB drive or it could be a keyboard. And yeah, you can edit. It comes with code that when you turn on, you just one little flag that you comment out because we don't want to give people something that like turns into a keyboard and unexpectedly, it'll become a keyboard. And this was to solve a problem that we had, which is I always have to type the letter, the letters like ohm, mu and pi, but I can never remember the alt key code. So now when you press these capacitive touch pads, it'll type that out on the keyboard. And then DigiKey is sponsoring this ruler. They love our ruler. So when you type this, when you uh, press the DigiKey button, it will um, uh, type in the URL for digikey.com slash Python, which is our Python on hardware page. And then on the back, it has the little instructions telling you to plug into the USB port and open code.py, edit it, and save. And then you still have all of the goodies from the old ruler, the packages, and helper, but uh, it's even better because now it's it's a CircuitPython ruler. And if you correspond with DigiKey, if you see them at an event, if you call them up on the phone to place an order, if you're emailing with them, please thank them because they help us get all this hardware out. And they have been an excellent supporter in open source, open source software, open source hardware. And they are helping us get these rulers out to lots of people. So expect some surprises next week. Yep. You'll hear more about this. Yeah, so with, check it out. This is a, a nice update uh, it's it's the best most useful circuit python ruler in the world all right and let's do products yeah let's do a recap let's do a recap okay 
What do we have this week? This week, we have a larger heater uh, sheet. So this is a flexible uh, thermal resistor in uh, capped on tape. Um, you put 512 volts in, heat comes out. We have a full kit for the Rack Wireless LoRa Hat. Uh, it comes with a Raspberry Pi, the 8-channel LoRa Hat, antenna and GPS antennas are built-in GPS and enclosure. So it's everything you need, even an SD card, to build your own Raspberry Pi powered LoRa internet gateway. We have the M5 Stick and M5 Stick Watch Kit from M5 Stack. This little board has a TFT, sensors, ESP32, and you can even get it in a watch band format and little hats that plug into AdWords capability. It's a great little uh, wearable platform with the ESP32 and display. From Kittenbot, we've got two things. We've got the Meowbit, which is a MakeCode Arcade compatible board that's also got the microbit connectors. So you can use it with MakeCode Arcade or MicroPython. It's STM32F4 series. And then for microbit boards, including the um, Meowbit and also the microbit, this plug-in board gives you all these breakouts and a buzzer and a headphone jack, on-off switch, breakouts for every pin, power and ground, so you can easily add more hardware capabilities to your microbit boards. And this is the nice case that comes with the Meowbit, just showing off this cool silicone enclosure. Uh, it comes with it, it doesn't come with a battery though. And uh, our star of the show is the Pi Ruler. It's a Trinket M0 crossed with our six inch engineer's ruler. It has four capacitive touch pads with four LEDs. You can turn it into a keyboard to type in some of those tricky symbols like Pi or Mu or Ohm, or just run any kind of circuit Python code you like. It's basically a Trinket on the end there, and we give you some extras as well. Thanks to DigiKey for sponsoring this project. Cool stuff is going to be happening with this ruler next week. Okay, so we're going to do some top secret. This is from the Adafruit Vault. Uh, don't ask, it's not out yet. Um, you can load up your questions over in Discord. Yeah, if you want get for your the questions end. in. Um, first up, we showed a preview of this. It's on our YouTube channel. It is the M4 Halloween. Yes. Next up, we have the Circuit Play Playground Bluefruit coming out, and we also, also have very a early. little preview of the app. We're going to make a, the, the simplest, most powerful app that works with Circuit Playground, Playground. Express Bluefruit. Next up, you got some stemmas. This is a stemma board, a mini GPS that you're working yeah, on. Yeah, so the company that I get GPS modules from was like, we made a GPS that's so small. So this is only a one inch by one inch board but it has an I2C GPS in the center and then a battery on the back. So I think it could be good for little wearable GPS projects. It's not gonna be as amazing as the ultimate GPS module, but it'll be pretty good. All right, and then you have a bunch of STEMA boards that aren't out yet. Well, these just came in, so this. I thought I would show off. That looks secure, because there's a lock on it. So, you know, we kind of decided on one inch by 0.7 inches. So these are actually all the same size and the same mounting hole. So you can see they all line up, but they're all different PCBs. So this is the, ATECC 608 uh, cryptographic processor. This is the DS1302 digital potentiometer, and you can see I'm adding those uh, Stemma QT quick compatible connectors. This is Katni designed this board, so you can see her signature. The VCNL 4040, which we've, we've actually had this for quite a while, but we redesigned it to add this Stemma connector. Um, so that's coming soon. And the MSA301, we did a little video about this, I think a weekend and a half ago. Ultra low cost, triple axis accelerometer, also really small. Uh, but this accelerometer is only like 25 cents or so. Okay. So 
some then upcoming boards. We have a gigantic pipe portal. Mega. And a tiny pipe portal. The tiny Small. one's called Pint. Yes. The big one, we haven't decided what we're going to call it yet. In the in the newsletter, I put in a bunch of the names that we were thinking of. This is a 3.5 inch, yeah. 320 by 240 display. It's actually not that much bigger than the current pipe portal because the current pipe portal is 3.2 inches. So this is a little bigger, but it's not much bigger, but it's twice the resolution. Okay. So that 8-bit interface is going to really help you. Next up, we had Pete Warden on our show last week. It was all about machine learning. And then uh, we debuted the name for one of our products, which is called BrainCraft. And then you designed a hat. Started. And this is the, the name of it. It's the BrainCraft hat. What is this going to be? So this is going to be a hat for doing machine learning on Raspberry Pi and single board computers that have Raspberry Pi, um, like, in, you know, the 2 by 20 connector. So it's going to be for audio and visual projects. So there's a slot for the camera, because all these boards have camera. Uh, there's a speaker amplifier, micro, left and right microphone. There's a little selector, five-way select button, joystick, and a button. There's an on-off switch, so you can definitely turn off the microphone. So when it's off, it's like definitely the mics are disconnected. Like there's no way that it's listening. So it'll, go like, it'll disconnect the power switch from the microphones. Uh, three dot start LEDs for like indicator, headphone jack, and then um, brackets for all the GPIO, and then some stemma connectors as well. And in the middle, a little a 240 by 240 inch TFT. So when you're doing Visual inference, you're not going to get like a huge display, but you'll, you'll get some feedback telling you what it's found. Okay. Back in the vault. All right. Well, I hope you've headed over to Discord because we're going to start answering some of your questions. Yeah. Adafruit.it slash Discord is where we do that. And let's start doing some questions. So the first question, Lady Ada, I will answer this one, even though it's a little bit on the... Uh, but it's not out yet. Yeah. Um, will the new app work with all your Bluetooth devices or just the new CPX BLE? It'll probably work with all of them, but if you want all of them, use the Bluefruit app. Yeah. This is the super simplified one that is... It's going to uh, be a subset of the Bluefruit yeah, app. Yeah, I mean, like under the hood, it does, it does all the same stuff, but yeah. anyways. Okay, um, next up. Uh, Adafruit keeps going to, the next, uh, to, to another level. Yes, I agree. More um, levels. Okay. Next, it's like Inception, but next, circuit uh, boards. Uh, with CircuitPython 4.1 release, will there be a Blinka library update for the Raspberry Pi for using the Cricut hat? The, the Blinka library doesn't actually have anything to do with CircuitPython core releases. Um, so the Blinka is just for CPython, so there's no... If there's an update to the Cricut hat, it'll be in the Cricut hat. The, the libraries and the core don't correspond. We update them independently. Okay. So one knows that is this the famous GPS that was in that show, The Boys. So I have to watch the show. That's now the floor. Everyone's like, everyone's like, oh my god, you're in the day you thing. Yeah. So no, um, this is a different one, but it will be in a, a show, I'm yeah. sure. Okay. Cool. Uh, JP wants to call that product the large pipe portal, pipe portal biggie. Okay. We'll see. Next up, uh, here is a question about this. Uh, why did we choose the STM? 32F411, um, is it because it's a simpler part to get started? I think it's it's kind of a popular one. It's nice and powerful. It's got lots of RAM and flash. You know, there's we want there's a lot of STM32F4 series out, but we want one that was a little bit more modern. Um, that had, you know, we want to kind of get a really nice one going. Um, and then, you know, I'm sure because the F series is very similar, people will add support for all the different variants, right? This is kind of like the same thing with the 
SAMD series. Like we only really make boards for the SAMD 51, you know, J19. And it's like, could you use the like G17? Yeah, it's just we just don't have that smaller, you know, we don't use that one. Okay. Um, but the peripherals are identical. You just have to like make a board definition that so says not as much RAM. To name that product, the Pytanic. Hive, Hive Portal, or just Hive Portal. Are there any tricks to, on cap touch to getting consistent measurements? It seems the longer the cord, the more sensitive any standard approaches. Yeah, you, it's basically, you know, you have to take lots of measurements and look for drifts over time. It's, it's not easy, um, which is why a lot of capacitive touch libraries are closed source. Um, they don't want to release or talk about their techniques because um, they do, you know, like drift analysis and, and long-term deviation. But basically just take measurements constantly and look for averages and dips and, you know, does it rise more than 20%. Try not to hard code values because that's, that's going to get you. Okay. Uh, next up, does the silk screen interfere with the cap touch on the ruler? No. Uh, like if someone did a, a pie ruler-like thing but wanted the pads to be covered completely by the screen. No, thing. that's not going to make any difference. Okay. Other ideas for names? Piemungus, Gigantic, Brandon Pie, Pi Portal Biggie Smalls, Pi Portal Maximus, Honkin Huge, Pi Portal. All right. Everyone just likes to have words for big. Yeah, we also have Pipe Portal Chunk in the running. Okay, uh, let's give away something, Lady. Yeah. What do want to give away? We're going to give away a pie ruler. Yay! What are the rules? Rules are if you won something before, you can't win again. Only one winner per my lifetime. The first mm. person to call the magical phone number and answer the questions is going to win a wonderful red pipe ruler. Yeah. You can run Circuit Python on it. You can also use it as a ruler. Uh, all you have to do is call the phone number when it appears, and yeah. it's going to ring twice, and then I'll pick it up, and I'm going to say, ahoy, ahoy. That's how you know it's me. Yeah. And then maybe say hello, so I know that there's somebody there. And then I'm going to ask you your name, and where you're calling from, and a project you're working on or you want to work on. And if you can do all of that, I know it's so much, but if you can do those things, you'll get a free pie ruler. We'll ship it to you. Okay. Not a virtual ruler. It's physical. It's going to go in the mail. Yeah. So call this number now. If you haven't won anything before. Let's see if anybody calls. This is the uh, the phone right here. Who wants a ruler? You want a ruler. Call it. Let's see. Type those numbers into your phone device. We'll give it a minute. If no calls, that means we get to keep the ruler. We get to keep the ruler. Should I pick it up and see if there's a dial tone? No, it works. I mean, you can if you want. Nah, because that's exactly when somebody's gonna call. All right. I think I'm going to call it. I think there is no winner this week. That's okay. Maybe next week we'll, we'll give away two prizes. I think that's going to be it. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Okay. Make sure you did the, no, I did the right fun thing. Well, well, make sure I, I turned it on. Yeah, I did it right. Yeah? Yeah, I did it right. Everything. Yeah, you always do it right. Yeah. Well, no, that's not always true. Okay. In my mind, you always do it right. All right. Uh... Let's, uh, okay, I'll go back to the question. If Lady Ada died and got re resurrected, would every winner be el eligible to reenter the context? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm okay with that. Yep. 
That's correct. Yeah, that'll work. Oh! Oh! That's what. All right. That got I was somebody about excited. To turn it off. I know. Okay, I'm gonna pick it up. Okay, go for it. Ahoy, ahoy! Hello. Hello! Congratulations! You've called the magic number, and we're gonna give you a pie roll if you can tell us your name and where you're calling from. Certainly. My name is Thomas. I'm calling from Kalama, Washington. Sorry, your name is Thomas. Yes. Thomas from Washington. Okay, well, congratulations, Thomas. You have won a fabulous red ruby pie ruler. All you have to do to claim your prize is email support at adafruit.com, S-U-P-P-O-R-T at adafruit.com and say, hey, it's Thomas from Washington. Please send me a product number 4319 and we will send that to you immediately. Thank you very much. I really enjoy your show and thanks for keeping all this uh, engineering in the United States. Yeah, I'm, hey. it, it's all behind me. This is, there's so much engineering happening. I'm going to go home and do some engineering. What's a project you're working on or engineering or you want to work on? I'm currently working on two separate robots. Ooh, okay. Tell me about one robot. Um, I'm primarily using a um, Arduino Mega uh -huh. and a, a Raspberry Pi for the web interface. Oh, neat. Well, that sounds really cool because you've got, you've got like the high-tech Linux and you've got the fast mega with the real-time control. Indeed. Exactly okay. Right. Well, when you build your robot, please come by Show and Tile and show it off. We'd love to see it. And don't forget to email support to get your ruler. I certainly will. Thank All right. You. Have a great night, Thomas. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. okay. The winner has been crowned. That's our show for the night, ladies. Okay, thanks, everybody. That was a successful giveaway. Good. Well, I didn't um, want to carry this ruler around with me for a Yeah, week. it's so heavy. Um, tiny USB is a code all the way up to 11.59 p.m. Use it or lose it. Uh, it helps us. As Thomas said, a USA manufacturing company. It's true. I know there's all sorts of politicians talking right now about how to make America great. About how everything's going to change about how we could all get together and get along but you know what brings everybody together making stuff sharing stuff so no matter what this all my pcbs have beautiful dark energy <laughs> they're all black <laughs> but it's like it's cool because it, it's like yeah. i love the silk screen the well thanks for tuning in to ask an engineer and not to debate tonight thank you um we'll see everybody every uh next week more emotionally fulfilling every wednesday 8 p.m we'll be here next week yep. with a special guest we have a guest scott will be here for circuit python day and uh, special thanks to all of the Adafruit team members that help. I think it's Jesse May tonight. And Thank you, Jesse May. Behind the scenes Adafruit Slack channel. And special thanks to all of our Adafruit remote team members, all the folks in Discord helping out, all the people in the chat. And uh, special thanks to all of our customers out there that keep this thing going. Thank you so much. Believe me, it would be a lot tougher if absolutely nobody wanted this stuff. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much, everyone out there. We'll keep um, pushing the boundaries of what's possible with creative technology. See everybody next week. Here is your moment of Zener. Bye, everybody.